Hey, Sugars, it's Maddie. Thank you for being here today. I appreciate it so much. Welcome to the Dear Maddie Show. This is a fun show. Uh, Jake Anthony is here, a.k.a. Poodle, my squirrel friend, so you know we're going to truth talk, and he's probably going to yell at me because that's kind of the basis of Jake and I's relationship. But no, we have a really good time. It's good to have him back. He's been, this is, I think, I've asked him back more than anyone. And because he's been back so many times, normally, you know, I do the normal chatty matty questions, same five questions at the end of the show. And this week, uh, we've got some new chatty matty questions from you listeners. I asked you to suggest some topics and you gave them to us. So I love it. So maybe maybe that'll become a tradition. You never know. That's what I love about podcasts. I, I kind of just have an idea and then usually my idea is shit. And then I ask y'all for ideas, and then your ideas are a lot better than mine. So it's probably probably the way I should go on all this now. But without uh, any further ado, uh, here is myself and Jake Anthony. Enjoy. You know, Dr. Lori doesn't have to deal with this disrespect. <laughs> she's a cunt. She, she's a horrible person. Dr. Laura Schlesinger, how dare you? Is this, is I this feel like I say we say welcome to TV Tea Time, or is this your show? <laughs> this is my show. Oh, so that means you get to curate it. It's, all. I, I guess do. you get to do all the announcements. I'm, yes, it's all me. Welcome. I guess I should thank you for having me on it's for true. the fourth time. Yes, hello everybody. What? what? This is a podcast. Welcome to Dear Maddie Show. If you didn't guess already, <laughs> Jake Anthony is in the house. Poodle is here. Poodle is here. This is my fourth time. This is. They call f- me Poodle four times <laughs> for lots of reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought they called you Poodle four dicks because you can get them all in. Oh my! <laughs> oh my! Well, I always said this is show is advice. Hello, nurse. Advice and dick jokes. Well, that's definitely. The first. Yeah. How are you, Poodle? We didn't talk about you last time. How are you? I'm blowing my nose. Did you blow your nose in the microphone? (laughs) Wow. Wow. So, if that's not an indication, I've been It's like doing a show with Milton Berle, (laughs) who's still living. I thought he's dead. (laughs) Oh, I meant like... Milton Berle is dead. I meant like Milton Berle was still... I just said Minnie Pearl is... If Milton Berle was still living... Is Minnie Pearl alive? Minnie Pearl died, too. I know, I love Minnie Pearl. They all go. They all die. That's what we all do. Like Tom Petty. Yeah. Rest in peace. I may or may not have made out with a girl to the song Free Falling. Okay. And by may or may not, I mean may. Where was this? Oh, this is like high school. So this is back in South Carolina? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. I was playing, and I remember making out with her. You were playing? This is a strange lyric to be making out with someone with. And the vampires. Because <laughs> I'm sure most guys, when they're making out with girls are in high school, are listening to the song lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been a red flag. That should have been a red flag. Oh, that should have been a big flag. And I remember flag. thinking, where is Reseda? <laughs> and I thought, what a strange sounding town. <laughs> Have you been to Reseda? We, oh, it's awful. It's not far from us. It's suburban. I mean, it's like an hour, right? No, it's like 45 minutes. I've never been. You played a show there once, didn't you? 
No, I've just driven past it. That's enough. <laughs> they've got a they've got a Starbucks and a Baja Fresh. That's all you need. I love Baja Fresh. Me too. They're fajita nacho burrito. I don't think they have those anymore. No, that's with the melted cheese, isn't it? it do they not, I don't think they have that anymore. No, they do. It's only for fat girls, though. Oh, it's like off you the can menu? Only, no, you can only order it for fat girls. Like, you have to be a fat girl to get that. Well. Sorry, fat girls out there. You just, you and we're just saying I'm, we're both fat we're girls, too. We're both fat too. girls, so. I wanted it today. Um, I had to go to the SAG building. It's right by that Baja Fresh and oh, Marie calendars. So I just good. wanted a burrito, and then I wanted and a chicken pie. pie. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I'm on this show again. And so how you are am on the show. You ask me how I was. You are on, you're doing a play right now sick. or musical. I was sick. Nobody now cares I'm about better. that. You're fine now. Kind of. Now I just have the cons. People do care about me if I'm sick. No, but you're taking care of yourself better this time than the last time you almost died when you got sick. That's a lesson. That almost happened. If you get sick. That's right. Our first show. No, first, second show. No, our uh, yeah, our second show. The second show, was, show, I talked about me almost dying. Coming out of the dark. I finally see the light now. Shut it down. Are your other shows like this? Your no. other dramatic shows? <laughs> no, nobody really thinks this much. No. <laughs> anyway, I'm they, much they, more relaxed. They probably, this show. they probably stare at you when you do. Like, when when are we going to get to me? Yeah, probably. Um, uh, so anyway, I'm doing a I'm doing a musical, um, and I I music direct a lot of shows. You know, I play piano for shows. Um, and <sighs> but, you're going to talk about being an actor, um, aren't you? I'm an actor for this show, and for this process, I've really gotten into. <laughs> Anyone, by the way, if you've ever heard an actor talk about your pro- their process, you kind of want to slit your throat. Well, you um, do, but then also as an actor, I do get interested in it a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I love like inside the actor's studio when they this, talk about shit like that. James Lipton. Uh, so this, this show is called The View Upstairs at Celebration Theater, playing until November 5th. If you don't live For in L.A., you, sorry. You don't give a shit about this. If you're in Reseda, you could come. <laughs> That's Come closest. on down, Reseda. <laughs> Come on down. I'd love to see you. I'd love to see love Reseda to see as well. Yes. Um, it's called The View Upstairs, and it's based on a true story. It's based on a true story. Um, it takes place in 1973. This is an upper of a story, everybody. <laughs> it is an upper, upper of a story. You know, the, until the last 20 minutes when it's not. The show, though, does feel inspiring and uplifting. You can talk uplifting. about the show. You should review the show. What do you think about my performance? You know what? <laughs> How good First was of all, I? just so you know, J- Jake is wearing a Jerry Curl wig. <laughs> it takes place in 1973. So after about five minutes of laughing at his wig. Tell me how good I was. But, you know, th- I will say that's the best you've ever sounded. That's I appreciate that. Thank that you. That music fits your voice very well. It's very New Orleans yeah. jazz. Yeah, you sound really good when you sing. Um, very, very iconic. And I, 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 uh, the cast I like, I thought that. I don't even like. There was only one cast member where I was kind of like, eh, but he was hot, so it didn't matter. And then, but the cast is really good, like fantastically good. The show is about they're all lovely people in New Orleans in nineteen. 19- We're only as good as our weakest link. Boy, that's the truth. Uh, 1976? <laughs> 1973. 1973. I've only said it eight times. Okay, the it's about a bar called. Uh, it was called the Upstairs the, Lounge. I don't want to ruin it for anybody. No, but. but um, Basically, shit happens. It was the largest. I'll tell you this. I won't tell you how until, sadly, Orlando. Uh, but this was the largest hate crime, uh, in, LGBTQ hate crime in uh, the country Un, uh, until, until, up until Orlando last year. So, um, so come to see how I die. So, wow. <laughs> but like I said, it ends – Actually, it's heavy, but it's got a message. And I will say this: I 
think, you know, with what is going on right now, I mean, even now yeah. seeing this the after shows, Las Vegas, even yeah. more, you kind of think this is all new. Yeah. A lot of this tragedy has We've happened just been now. We've talking about how we're going to talk about this. And it's like, the show. how do we, uh, it kind of feels like, I think especially a lot of for like millennial people, and even myself who's 38, you kind of think this is the first time our country's Almost going nine. through this. It's not. It's not. It, you know, I mean, you're, you're going to turn 40 in two weeks, so I'm sure you can remember a lot more than I can. <laughs> I'm going to destroy you. <laughs> you are I turning. I swear to God. Let's talk about that for a little bit. No, but I mean this in a good way. Like, how, do how does you... it feel to live 40 years? No, but let's be honest. You know, it's. What, what... does 40 mean to me? Well, okay. No, I want to talk about, first of all, our culture. Well, what th- do you want to know, you bitch? I'm trying to give you questions. Well, I don't need a question. I got it in my head. So. This is my memory of 40. I remember when my parents turned 40 that for I my thought it was old. My dad, he was the first one. I threw that, a surprise birthday party for my mother. Oh, that's sweet. For 40. That is gay. I made all the food. I was such a good gay that's son. That's a gay gay party and I bet she <laughs> loved it. But my for my father, all the neighbors got together and they decorated all the living room in black and it said all over the hill. Like there was all this kind of like dire for and I feel like that People don't do that now. I feel like forty has a it. It's not seen as seen as old well, or anything at all. We don't live tribally like we used to. Mm-hmm. We don't. We're not in a vacuum, especially in California. Yeah, 40, especially in California. A lot of people would get married at what nineteen, twenty two back home. Yeah, and you'd been that way. You had been. 40, and people used to die at sixties. People have kids now at forty out here. Yeah, people do. So mm-hmm. what? So just that going in mind, like, what do I? What am I? What do you think about like forty? Are you treating it as another birthday, or are you treating it with like more reverence? Or? I'm planning on being the first person to age backward a year. <laughs> so it's going that um, well, is it? Yeah, <laughs> I, it's mind over matter, totally. Um, and what, if I think about it enough, I can do it. I can just age backward in my sleep. Um, uh, here's the thing. I don't feel 40. I know I don't look 40. <laughs> you don't look 40. So that I feel better about. And this is the most strange. This is the strangest thing. I have felt like I know who I am more and what I'm supposed to be doing much more in the last three or four years than I've ever known. Mm. So 40 feels good to me. To be, and also, I was always told that um, uh, when I when I hit forty, I would you you gain or uh, I was told this by my dad actually that when you when you get in your kind of middle age, you gain a confidence about life that you care about fewer things and you don't let letter things go. But you know, and and like when I I noticed this when I talked to my twenty something year old students. And they'll they'll voice their cares, and I'm like, shit, I I put that to bed like ten years ago, mm. worrying about things, mm. um, and so it's kind of liberating. Wow. Well, good. That's uh, a good. And then and I burped. burped in the foam. <laughs> and I ruin everything with just that. Um, no, you know. I. I've, I've been joking that I'm going to just drive to Joshua Tree and, like, sit on the back of my car and say, universe, if you want to take me, take me now. And if, and if you it don't take me, I'll come back and live the rest of my life. It's a sign if you live. Exactly. I'll, then I'll know I was meant to do something. 
But um, someone actually did that. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure someone did. Um, but don't go to Joshua Tree. Just do it on your garage. It's fine. <laughs> You'll still live. And then some some pothead will be smoking weed outside. Yeah, like, man, are you okay? Yeah, it's a better time. Um, uh, but I I don't know. Maybe I'll go on a vision quest. Maybe. Um, at this point in my life, especially what's going on politically for me, I felt like I was that I'm destined to and. And it's the onus is on me to say something, and so in my work right now, that's what I'm trying to do, and so I feel very inspired that way in my because I'm a I'm a writer and a composer to put something not necessarily that's anti what's out in the world, but just to put something out there that's truthful, that is um, that is about people and about human emotion. And about how we're living now, mm-hmm. um, because the problem is we're all we're all living in this kind of stress bubble, mm-hmm. and no one wants to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, "Yeah, things aren't going well," but that's all we say. That's all we say. We don't get into saying, "Yeah, I have yeah, I have anxiety dreams about this," and mm-hmm. I do. Um, yeah, and I think if we all talked about it, I've had nuclear bomb dreams. <sighs> I have. I I have too, and and the idea if we all just talked about it, we're afraid that it'll bum us out, and we're afraid that being bummed out would mean that we would not be able to continue with our mm-hmm. regular lives. So what? What if we're not able to continue? It's not. We're not. I we're mean, at least we're at least present. I think there's a thing. I was thinking about this oddly enough today. This just got fucking deep. Well, welcome to Dear Maddie. Um, because I was watching. How did you just make me go? You were putting a spell on me, you bitch. <laughs> I am the gay white Oprah. Um, I was watching that Ayanla Van Zant, uh, who's Here like we go. an Oprah person. But no, I was watching it today. It was actually helpful for me to watch it because she was talking to the Pulse shooting uh, victims or some victims from Orlando, mm-hmm. like four people. But one of the girls, like, kind of wasn't, was kind of, again, like, just saying, I'm doing okay, talking about surface things. And Yana looked at her and she said, it's natural and it's okay to say and be terrified of something. That's human. Mm-hmm. And I never thought about – and that yep. struck me as what you were just saying that like, you know, we kind of – superhero movies are huge right now. There's fucking heroes. Literally, there's this narrative in our media and our culture right now that tells, that tells us – that's telling us to man up and to that – Right. To, over, to overcome the feeling of things. No, and we it's should the sit exact in it. Op- yes, it's we the exact opposite. It. It's like it's. I always talk about that Louis C.K. bit that I saw on the Tonight Show or David Letterman. I can't remember which one it was, but when Louis C.K. said the cell phone was right there, and I was like checking on my phone and blah 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 blah, and I said, you know what? No, I don't need to be connected right now. He's like, and I put the phone. He's like, and then I had this wave of sadness come over me. He's like, oh my god, I'm feeling sad. I need to get on my phone and talk to someone. Yeah. He's like, and then he's like, but anyway, I'm like, I'm going to let it wave over me. He's like, and then I hit it and I felt really fucking sad. He's yeah. like, but then it hit me. He's like, and then I was feeling something. Yeah. He's like, and then, okay, I'm sad. Now I can do it. But it's the fear of actually picturing something or the fear of, of, the, of, of Donald Trump starting a nuclear war or the fear mm-hmm. of – what it would be like if Mike Pence became president. We'd all gay people would go into conversion camps. And or the fear of that I, that's not gonna happen. But well, no, but that's that what you, I joke the about. UN vote they just did and everything. Well, yeah. There's a second side to that, but I can yeah. talk to you about that later. But um 
or just the what I call the anti-intellectualism, the where everyone who is intelligent is considered um, uh, uh, suspicious. Yes. The intellectual elite, like the mm-hmm. word that is code word for intelligent, mm-hmm. is called is elite, mm-hmm. and that is becoming something that's bad. And yeah, that that's never true. Used to happen. I never thought about it in that way until you said that. Yeah. Yeah. the the anti the anti intellectualism. What? what smart when did that people, start? Um, Reagan. That makes sense. Folksiness. Folksiness. folksiness in politics, folksiness in um, – and hatred of those who know more. Yeah. Um, because scientists, you know, climate deniers, scientists are, are – are climate change, no, it's not real. I don't believe the scientists. Well, <laughs> you know, they, they've been doing this a while. Why would they lie? Why would they lie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why bother? And – the idea is that knowledge – and it's the same people why people I grew up with and people you grew up with mm-hmm. are suspicious of college and universities. Oh, the liberal professors. They'll yeah. warp your mind. They'll warp your I mind. I was told that. Yeah. I was how told not can, to take a world religion class because it would influence me. How can knowledge be a dangerous thing? How can yeah. knowing about something be a dangerous yeah. thing? No, there definitely is – you know, with – just I see people talking on social media from oh, where I'm from in Oklahoma, and one person who is I don't normally say this about anybody, but he's an idiot. Um, he's just a dumb fucking hick. I love when you and I can talk say like that because I am a hick, but he's a dumb fucking hick. Anyway, but he said I think I won't say this very often because you don't need the help. You are very intelligent. Oh well, thank you. You're, I, you're dumb about a lot of things. A lot of things. But you're intelligent in some respects. I have emotional I re- intelligence. I respect that. Thank I agree. You. Well, I think that we're book friends. smarts. <laughs> I mean, honestly, sometimes I'm shocked by what you don't know, to the point that I just want to give you books. But I think you are very emotionally intelligent. You would be friends with me if I was dumb. You um, could be around me. No way. No, I. I it's true. No that's, way. That's very true. That's no way. But this, my nose. This, this, but anyway, somebody was talking about gun stuff, and I'm not going to debate get me guns. Started. I'm not going to debate gun we're stuff. Not, that's that's for another show. But he did say to me. He he said the thing. He's like, just don't be emotional about this. And I thought, but how can I not? I say, a. How can I not? And because you know what's weird is my friend's boyfriend was killed in San Bernardino. I have a friend of a friend who was killed in Orlando. Um, mm-hmm. now I know like two or three different people who had, who people that died, uh, d- died in Las Vegas. Really? Yes. Yeah, so it's like, I'm and not, and I'm not making it about me, but I'm making it about, I bring that up and say these, that I know friends of friends, because this is something that is connective to all of us. How dare someone tell you not to be emotional But about I thought this. it was so random when you use the basis of all of your stuff. And I know because I've seen him, he uses... Not what an what an a um, edu- person who's educated says, but someone who has read a read a Bible book. That is the person. Or an that article is, on Fox News that they not take even as, that who really is taking someone who's a minister and using that as knowledge. And it's like, and I'm like, what do you mean? All of your point is emotional. That's all you are is emotional. None of it is actually right. fact. But that's a whole other thing because the Bible can't be substantiated. 
It, you could people if you want to send in letters if you all you want. What I'm not I'm um, not Christian. I don't believe in the Bible. <laughs> I think it's the greatest made up story ever told. I don't know. I think it's a historical document. Actually, I think a lot of it's true. Um, here's the thing, though. It's the word of God filtered through the hands of man. That's what it I think. It is, but it's written by men. It's filtered through the hands of men. And, and it's, it's a it, cultural document of its time. Yes. If you look at things at the Bible, things of like— I really hope some of your your Oklahoma people are listening to this maybe, and you know, they're maybe losing they will. their minds. They're, no, maybe they will or maybe they'll—but you know, but actually was uh, a lot of what I learned from the Bible was from my mother, who was a religious educator and in the Catholic Church for 20 years— and then she kind of went through. You don't really she, say the Bible in the Catholic Church. Though. You don't talk a lot about the Bible, yeah, but we do in the Protestant Church. But she was reading Not a book, and it's better. a book about history and religion and history. And a lot of people don't know that a lot of things that changed in the Bible literally will sync up exactly with separate points of history. For instance. The Bible was changed a lot during the Crusades. Yep. That's when homosexuality, and that's when things like women, be, women being told submitting to marry, to the, um, submitting to men, and that all happened simply because the church needed soldiers to fight yep, a fucking that's war. True. Mm-hmm. But yet we put people take out the history of this and now think, well, this is the word of God. Yep. It's not. And the translation of words, the translation from Aramaic um, to Greek, um, which has been politicized. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. So again, anyway, sorry if I busted your bubble, but that's what I think about the Bible. Wow. Wow, we're going to get letters on this one. <laughs> we get letters. We get letters. letters. Well, speaking of letters, let me pull – I emailed you the questions. Oh, that are you we didn't. already doing questions? I didn't read them. <laughs> it's better if I'm fresh. It's better if I'm fresh. You, you know like what? Me, you you – perf- you, I, I've been told that I'm not authentic when I get the material ahead of time, no. so maybe this is better. Did I text it to you, or did I send it to you in an email? I think I sent I it to you in I've an been email. Too busy. <sighs> wow. I'm sorry. Like you told me, I don't watch TV. I've been busy. Fine. How's that feel to be flung in your back in your face? I have been busy too. All right, here it is. Um, we've got. We just we need to stop saying. By the way, I'm going to get on my soapbox for just one minute. Oh God! When someone asks you how you're doing, just don't say I've been busy, because we're all busy, and busy is a synonym for I don't know what to say. Just busy. That's what people say. Yeah. So busy. It's been – actually, they'll say it's just been crazy. Crazy. Um, we use that word too just, much. If, even if they're – even if, just say, how are you? You're like, well, I've been – you know, I've been dealing with a lot of this stuff. You, you know, you kind of get real or or you can say, you know, I've, I've, been, I've been good. But don't say I've been busy because that that makes the other person feel like they need to say, oh, I'm sorry or – or almost a uh, a competition of that makes me feel like more. I'm not doing enough. Exactly. That's what it makes me feel like. Exactly. Thanks, mom. Okay, that's so. When my you mom. say I've been busy, that's what I feel like. <laughs> Boy, someone just made a point. Boom. <laughs> Don't look at my thigh. <laughs> His shorts are riding up. He looks like <laughs> fucking Daisy Duke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just a good old boy. Okay, this is our first question. It says, dear, Who's this from? This is from Daria. Da, 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 <laughs> I never saw that show. Da, da, da. Of course you didn't. It's Daria, age thirty-four. How many cultural milestones have you missed we, out on? We didn't get we didn't get MTV until like oh wait no we did have it. By Honestly, then. speaking of MTV, we got MTV because I used to watch Love Line. By the way, this is a plug. 
If you're listening to the Dear Maddie show this week, I was on the Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla show. Airs on Which October 6th. Which is a big 6th. deal. I know. I've just only even, heard about it. Even Poodle has to admit it's a big deal. If I have to hear about your fucking acting, you're going to hear about <laughs> me being Dr. Drew and Adam, who are wonderful. When wonderful, I get wonderful. I flirted with them. We, ent- we talked for like 15 minutes. I have a show tonight. They were Let's great. Let's this on. All right. You can check that out in the link or go to the Adam and Dr. Drew show, everybody, October 6th, Friday. All right. Dear Maddie... And Poodle. I recently went through a pretty pretty bad breakup, and I thought I had a good handle on everything. That is oh. until I talked to my best friend. My friend, let's call her Carrie, has been my best friend since freshman year of college. She's fun, she's smart, and she is very, very, very honest. I thought I was doing okay, and then Carrie and I had dinner, and she laid it out for me. I have been texting my ex back and forth some because we lived together for four years, and we're still sorting some things out. It's only been five months since we broke up. Are they still living together? They broke up. So they broke up. They moved, They broke up five months ago. They used to live together. And I she see. says we're still sorting things Got out. But, anyway, but Carrie said that she is using this as an excuse to still contact him and that I need to let go. What bothers me is that I think part of her was correct in her assumptions, yet the way she told me seemed so brutal and abrupt. I wasn't prepared for it. It's been two weeks since I've talked to Carrie, and I'm scared to text her because I've been texting him once or twice. But also, I'm hurt by her. Do I talk to her? Um, do I talk to her, or is it better to have truthful friends? Should I just suck it up? Is she just giving me, as you say, hashtag truth talk? Sorry for the long question. Love your show, Daria. Here, Daria, I'm going to tell you one Speaking thing. Speaking of truth talk, you're about to get it with Jake. Stop saying sorry. Ooh. This Stop is a, apologizing. This is a life lesson. You apologize for the long question. Stop apologizing in your life. Stop apologizing to your friend. Stop feeling bad if you're going to be upset if your friend thinks something. Stop apologizing to... To everyone in your life, um, I talk about those actors all the time. They say, "Oh, I'm sorry." I'm like, "There's no time to apologize. There's no time, and, and we are here to listen to when, you. If Why you apologize? Really hurt someone, then you apologize to them. If you say, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry," we are ha- we have an epidemic of I'm sorry. We do. Everyone is apologizing all the time, and then it doesn't mean anything. You know, I'm not saying when you say, oh, "Excuse me," from cutting in line from someone, that's just politeness, mm-hmm. but. Stop, Daria, please. Just stop apologizing. I guarantee you, if you just stop saying, oh, I'm sorry, but prostrating yourself before other people, you'd find a lot more power. Mm. And you'd think, you'd, you'd, feel, you'd, you'd feel like you, I don't know, you'd, you'd feel like, you know, you'd, you'd feel a lot more worth, I think. Because the more you apologize, the lower you feel. And you're also telling people how to see you. Yeah. I mean, when you said – what kicked it in for me is when you said, sorry for the long question, that was the whole theme of your answer, of your, of your, of your email, was I'm sorry. I feel bad that I'm feeling this way. Yes. You're apologizing for your emotions. And honestly, you, you're, if, if your friend is honest and she's being like landed on the line and saying that's, with, that's how she feels – you should never feel bad about telling her, you know, oh, I did talk to him. Well, or, use her, use your friend as an example. If she lays it out for you, think of, okay, I want to talk to Carrie. How would Carrie talk to Carrie? Like, how would Carrie? Oh, Ka- yes. Use that as like a, as a it, I always tell people a lot of times, if we can't be the part, play it and until you can do it. And 
Look at you. Well, no, that's serious because if she let you said that she's very smart and you said she's very kind, but she laid it out for you. You didn't say that she was mean. Then you that didn't means say that she was a, a well-meaning friend. Exactly. So you can be a well-meaning you know like friend that? as well. This one, I'm pointing to me. <laughs> You are a well-meaning friend. I am, and I lay that shit out. You are not nice, but you are kind, as Oprah says. You don't make things nice, nice, but you're very kind. Your best interest. There's no no time for nice, Daria. There's not. As far you know, because honestly, I think I agree with you. I think that's the main part of the question. Because as far as like your boyfriend, and should you be talking to your ex-boyfriend? Fuck, if you want to text your fucking ex-boyfriend, then fucking text him. But well, that's that's, that's a, a whole part other of the issue, question. and it, I, but I think it's connected, though. I agree, but I think the main question she's having is she's afraid how her friend Carrie is going to perceive her, and because you're apologizing for how you feel, that's keeping you from talking to your best friend, exactly, who you need support from right now. And so maybe if you go to her and saying I'm and say I'm texting him because you know we're it's five months out and we need to talk about things like that. And uh, and if she's saying, no, you shouldn't be, and you're thinking, can we just talk about this? Can you tell me why I shouldn't be? Yeah. And li- if, you, if you honestly ask her, since she's such a you know, forthright person, I don't think she'll shame you. If she is shaming you, you need to say something like, you know, can you not make me feel bad about this? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm already kind of suffering in this. Mm-hmm. And... Can you talk to me without making me feel like I'm uh, I have less worth? Yeah, because if Carrie's doing that, then that's then that's something where you should step back and maybe not because that's not helpful. No, it's not. And I don't think there's anything wrong with you asking that. And just even if she says, well, I'm not doing that. You can even say, I know you're not meaning to do that, but that's how I feel. Yeah. So if we could think of a different way or, you know, I sometimes with my boyfriend, if we're talking about things like when we first started talking about money, I said, my parents are both have issues with money. So I'm just telling you now I get triggered by that. Um, it's better now I said but sometimes you might have to treat me with kid gloves because that I get triggered by that and that was just a good way for us to he knows it's not about him that it's just what I'm going through at that moment and then guess what he doesn't treat me with kid gloves anymore because we've worked on it and it you, and that's the same thing you can do with Carrie it's like say you know I need some kid gloves on this I need some kindness with this mm-hmm. just because it's still hard for me um I think you need to think about Really objectively think about your relationship with Carrie more than with your ex. That's and a more important relationship. Yeah, it seems like that's the one that you value more. Yeah. Giving her this. And that seems like if you've known her that long since freshman year of college. Yeah, you can get dick anywhere. I Trust me. <laughs> trust us. I'll tell you some places to score. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't think she's going to get dick at Mickey's. <laughs> <laughs> never you know. know what? You never know. All those go-go dancers, they're all straight. They're all straight. Um, But here's the thing, uh, Daria. That's a good friend, and if she has your best interests at heart, she's going to be honest with you in in a well-meaning way. If she doesn't, then – and she's making you feel bad – Then she's bringing her own shit to the show. she's bringing her own shit to the show. Ooh, why have I never said that? Yeah. Bringing your shit to the show. I love that. You're welcome. I said it first. I said it. No, I said it. Or maybe you did say it first. 
All right. Speaking of getting your anyway, own that's, dick. Anyway, that's what I think. That's what we think, Daria. Best of luck. All right. The next question is from Craig27. Ooh, a man. I like the name Craig. Ooh, a straight man, too. I have Are a cousin sure? named Craig. He's really handsome. He's Are we sweet. sure? Well, yeah, because he's talking about his girlfriend. Here we go. Who listens? What straight man listens to this show? Uh, Patrick. Yeah, that's it. Patrick Hine listens to it. He loves it. Mm, Patrick Hine, we love you. Best, that's questionable. Best podcast start and website the, on the, the on gayest the USA. straight guy I know. He that's is, not true. He is really good at musical theater. He is. He's so good. You know, I appreciate that. And he has abs. You. Good for him. It's because his wife's gay. You're, Megan is you, gay. You, she's gay. She's gay. She Patrick's gay. not, but Megan's gay. We love mm-hmm. her. All right. Uh, okay, Dear Maddie, number two. Dear, Dear Maddie, number two. All right, question number two. It says, Dear Maddie. I only want, I need one. There's not enough. Oh, God. It says, two of you. Uh, Dear Maddie, I'll get to it. Is it cool to Thank give, you. Is it cool to give my girlfriend a dildo for a birthday present, or will she use that instead of my dick? Craig, 27. <laughs> <laughs> Short and sweet. That's what it says. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. Well, I hope Craig, she's not saying that about your dick. My first question would be, if the fact that you're thinking about giving her one means that she's probably hinted around about it. Probably. Usually men are not that thoughtful. Um, exactly. Or did you want to or do you want to like Or are you gone a lot? Maybe you're gone. Do you want to watch her fuck herself with a dildo? That's cool. That was put politely. Well, I'm sorry. Do you want to watch her insert a sex toy in her vagina? No, I was Is thinking it? something like, Do you want to watch her use the dildo instead of no. you wanna watch her fuck herself with it? <laughs> bang, bang, bang. You just need to. Sorry, that, to, that was my dad. Sorry. Yeah, that's a little you bit of Chelsea Bar. You need to be a little kinder. I like that I'm the therapist. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm the one being. I'm the one being kind here. That's gross. These are people who are fragile. Well, no, but there's nothing wrong with that terminology. No, but you could have been a little. Anyway, um, uh, personally. Craig, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, if it was out of nowhere and she just received a dildo, she might go, what the fuck is this? Well, because the thing is, is this— if you is, haven't talked about it? Yes. This is not giving your girlfriend a new purse. This no. is giving her something that's going to talk about that it goes deeper with sexual intimacy. So you just need to make sure if you give her this gift that she's not thinking, if this comes out of the blue, that she's not— Because do you some want, women will say— will think, oh, he's giving this to me. I guess he doesn't want to have sex with me. Like, are you literally telling her to go fuck herself? (laughs) That's well done. (laughs) In all senses of the word. And so, Craig. That's well done. Good for that. I just don't. I appreciate that. So, but again, if she's hinted at it, and y'all have talked about this, and if this is something you you bring this up, I'm giving to you, I'd like for us maybe to share in this together. Maybe maybe you want to use it on her. That's different. I would. Highly suggest not just randomly going to dinner and saying, without any mention of a dildo, saying, I got you a gift, and <laughs> yeah. it opens it, and there's a veiny thing. Yeah, you don't want to give this to her at Lowry's when you're having steak. It's like your dildo that you had I love while. my dildo. <laughs> I don't use it anymore because I had to clean it because we use it as a stage prop. <laughs> it was disgusting. It was a double-headed one. It had veins running through it. You know what? I liked it. It served its purpose. I had some, I had some single times. Um, anyway, uh, that's what I would say. I think it's all about what has precipitated this discussion. Yes. Um, I, uh, I don't think you, just as long as she's not embarrassed by it. Yeah. You know. Maybe don't give her this in public. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's our right. answer. That's our answer, Craig. Okay, we got one more. 
All right, dear Maddie, this is from. Oh, this is a guy too. Wow, another straight guy. This is from. <sighs> Who is listening to this show? This is Roe R O W E. Okay, that's. I kind of like that name, dear Maddie. My girlfriend sounds and, southern. It does. My girlfriend and I love playing pranks on one another, and it's October, so I'm planning something big. I told my sister. And she told me that my girlfriend and I are, quote, weird, and that this is a sign that we have an emotionally abusive relationship. Oh. I, of course, told her she was crazy. I never talk bad to my girl. She doesn't to me either. We have the occasional fight, but it's never gotten physical or anything like that. We do... Uh, we do go hardcore when we scare one another. She once tricked me into thinking she was kidnapped, and I once told her, <laughs> made her believe that her dad died. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's fucked up to some, but we laugh about it. I thought my girlfriend and I were found, but now my sister has me feeling weird about it. What do you think, Row 23? Well, <laughs> here's the thing, That Ro. just took a turn. Here's the thing, That Ro. took a turn. I'm as inappropriate as anyone. <laughs> But if someone made me think my father had died, <laughs> I don't know. I, here's the thing. I'm not going to judge you for – because you and your girlfriend obviously – so I'm, I'm confused at what he's asking. He wants to know if we think they're fucked up, if they're weird. Well, I would love to sit in judgment, but I can't well, let's, because I don't know, Ro. Let's use a different word besides weird. Do we think that it is – Emotionally healthy to scare someone that to that degree, um, because I'm telling you now, I do not, Ro. I think that that is, this is like people can get PTSD from these yeah, kind of things. Yeah, I, I think kidnap. <sighs> I mean, did you did you make her think she was being kidnapped? No, she made him think that she was kidnapped, and he made her think that her dad died. These are the kind of plank <sighs> pranks they play on each other. Um. You know, I Pranking is like <laughs> when I open the door and glitter falls on you. That's what I think. Or you of. put apple cider vinegar in someone's champagne. Yeah. But don't waste um, alcohol. It sounds like you're thrill seekers and there's nothing wrong with that. Would <laughs> you don't know what to say about that? Well, this. no, here's what I would ask. I would ask, what do you enjoy about that? What does that do for you? Now, if it is, to, I think it's. A, sorry, go ahead. If it's because it sounds like it's only going to escalate. That at, I feel like that this is bordering on a little. This is a little masochistic. Yeah, and I think that you're 23, and I think maybe you and your girlfriend aren't thinking these three things through. You know, I've seen like pranks, like it was really popular one where like. Guys would go up to their girls and they would slap their girlfriend on the ass really hard. And when she would move forward, they'd like throw a pie in her face. Like Ugh. I would, and I feel like that's. I do feel like that is almost abusive uh, in a way, or um, dehumanizing yeah, to people. I agree. I'm going to suggest something like, "What if?" And this, I'm going to. This is going to go to something sexual. What if you tried in the bedroom, like bondage, in a very safe way? Oh yeah, where you had a safe word. You had a safe word, and that you would stop. Yeah, and then then maybe you could act. Maybe because the pranks are serving as some kind of proxy for something you'd like to do each other sexually. Because, I mean, to be honest, this what you're doing is emotional, and that can't help. This it's is not, not helpful. How, I just I would want to ask Ro 
if I was talking to you and your girlfriend both. Because I can get freaky, but that's fucking <laughs> freaky. Well, how would you? How do you feel at when you did think your girlfriend was kidnapped? How a? How did you feel about when it happened? Until you knew it was a prank, and then after and, you knew it was a prank, what was that come down of emotions like? Was that really? Was that actually? positive was that well, funny it could have just been the the adrenaline that they're looking for and and if you're looking for adrenaline honey just go skydiving but i'm gonna yeah exactly and i'm you gonna know. say this that like i maybe this is from people that watch too many saw movies or they watch too many things that oh, are God. so hyper like i can't watch those because i think it's just like how do we kill people uh-huh. even grosser or how do we do this i agree how do we always up the ante but honestly <clears throat> i i it, I, I just I don't think there's anything wrong with maybe um, and I'm saying this in all seriousness maybe getting like seeing a counselor and being mentally evaluated because just maybe there's some like aggressive tendencies going on that either yeah. medication could help with or um, or maybe there's it also makes me wonder is there a history with you or your girlfriend of PTSD or things like that that you've already experienced yeah. that this is like. Or is she, or do you like to pray, pr- play pranks, and she's just trying to keep up, and is she trying to do that to keep Yeah. Yeah. Do they both enjoy this? Yeah. I just think that, uh, I, I think you're, I think, you know, it's, I think your sister has a point, and I think that she's coming from a place of wanting to help you. A- ask your girlfriend if she wants to be tied up, and maybe that would somehow take some, if you could do it in the bedroom, maybe it wouldn't be so emotional. I almost would want them to go to, like, an S&M coach. There are yeah. people that do that. And I only say that because if your auntie I mean, is— I'm not into someone beating me up. I don't, I don't want pain. No. no. Thank you. Mm-mm. Anal I'm sorry. Anal sex is enough. Anal sex is painful enough, yeah. <laughs> Y'all don't know. Y'all do not know. But Please. Please. But I think like an S and M coach is a great idea because I'm worried they would try S and M and they're they're it's uh, true they would start off too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, just I'm saying this because that way you could you can combine it in a in a way that was between you two and it wouldn't affect anybody else and you could maybe get what you wanted out of it mm-hmm. because the shit you're talking about is heavy emotional. It's heavy and it's uh and I don't think I I, I think it's just not, I don't. I can't imagine where is love in that within a relationship. It's not. Well, I'm not going to judge that. But I'm not judging uh, it. I'm just saying what I see. Okay. Ooh. Well. Ooh. Right. Boy. Okay. So, well, best of luck to you, Ro. <laughs> I don't know what to say. To I'm like, wow. That's it. That. Best of luck to you. Good luck. <laughs> so, so for that is the most callous thing I've ever. No, heard. I didn't. I meant truly, like best of. I hope they figure this out. I hope that they. Just sit down and talk about what you like. Talk about – sit down with your girlfriend and say, what does this do for us? What – oh. What, what does this do for us? Yeah. What, what do we What do we get out of this? And is there a way to do it without maybe being so – causing such emotional turmoil for maybe, one another? Yes, and maybe ask one another, uh, you or know, when, do, to, when goes, do I feel close to exactly. you? Exactly. Let her answer, and you answer, I feel close to you when we do this. Yeah. I feel close to you when we do that. And maybe those are the things you need to focus on. Now, if one of you say, I feel close to you whenever I uh, lie Tell to you, you and that think your that father your father died, dead. then you, you, you need to go to therapy and, and yourself because that's, that's a little that's, – that's problem thinking. 
And, and I would say, besides therapy, you know, just see what skydiving is like or try some little bondage in the bedroom. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Scott, you know what? Do some bondage while you skydive. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure somebody's done that. I'm sure. Okay, so different now. Different strokes for different folks. It's literally. true. What different stroke to wear? Okay. So I actually reached out on my Instagram, the Matt Mar, and I asked some of the people on my Instagram feed. I told them I was having you on the show, and since I love surprises, since this is the fourth time, you know, this is time the show. We always are you going to give me a cake? No. (laughs) Um, You're an asshole. Chatty Matty questions, and then we always ask the same five questions of every guest. Yes, but you've been on many times, so. God. We've already asked, you know, what was your favorite childhood smell? We've already asked, you know, what day would be your Groundhog Day and all that good stuff. Um, what was your favorite childhood smell? I don't remember that. I don't either. Dirt. Dirt. <laughs> but so today, one of our listeners, Claire Bear, 1313. <gasps> Claire Bear. She wrote, uh, she wrote, this is her, she wrote some questions. So. Oh I'm going to take some of these. and But she said, Chatty Maddie, number one, what is your favorite book? Oh, you're, thank you for asking me an intellectual question. Um, because, uh, you know, I love books. And Loves books. Love them. My, my house is full of them. Um, I have different times of my life where I've loved certain books. Mm. I would say that my favorite book that I could probably curl up with and I could read over and over again um, would be Portrait of a Lady by um, Henry James. Um, American author, opulent. um, uh, But I would also love, I love um, Absalom, Absalom by Henry, uh, Henry, sorry, William Faulkner as well. Mm. You're nodding because you've never read any of these. What have you read recently? You know, I just, I just read um, Horton Hears a Who. (laughs) Really great book. Here's the thing. Uh, (laughs) I love books that take me into a world and that I can also enjoy the language as much as I enjoy mental pictures. I'm actually reading Game of Thrones right now. I'm on the last one. The third one was hard. That wasn't great. Anyway, thank you, Claire Bear, (laughs) for that that was question. I'm going to take a couple of hers. We'll okay. do some, but because so, we do five so, chatty many. Check out check out Portrait of a Lady by Henry James or Absalom Absalom by William Faulkner. There you go. Okay, chatty many number two or anything by Virginia Woolf. Hamburgers or hot dogs? Hot dogs <laughs> in a second. I mean, what have you done? What have you not done to get a hot dog? You oh, love God. a hot I dog. Love, I don't eat them very often, <laughs> but I love hot dogs more than almost any person I know. I would almost say more than Dick. No, a really uh, no, good hot right. dog. <laughs> a really good hot dog is better than Dick. I told you the way that, like the, or especially if you go to a German place, the way that kind of like sausage snaps in your mouth. <laughs> You're hungry now, I'm, aren't you? And I'm, my mouth is watering. <laughs> it's water. Thanks, Claire. <laughs> okay, Claire has one more. She has some good ones. If you chatty matting number three, if you could listen to one song for the rest of your life, what would it be? Wow. Now, I'm a music person, uh-huh. so this is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know it. I know it. What? I strangely know it. Um, is this something you wrote? Please say that. No, that be no, it's not. It is Sarah McLachlan's Fumbling Towards Ecstasy. 
the last track on her album, Fumbling Towards Ecstasy. You were so gay as a teenager. <laughs> you were. How does that? Is that one popular or is that? No. Uh, oh. um, or it could be. Um, uh, there's also a track called Wait on Fumbling Towards Ecstasy that I could listen to over and over again. Mm. It may just be at that time. There's something about her voice, the orchestrations, the kind of yearning in her voice, mm -hmm. and the lyric mm -hmm. that makes me just go somewhere else. There's another from the same album, um, a song called Hold On that makes me crazy. I could listen to over and over again. Um, there's so many. I'm sorry, Claire. There's so many from that album. The things he loves um, more. There's three things that Jake loves. Music, books, and dick. And hot dogs. And hot dogs. <laughs> well, I guess hot dogs now. <laughs> so there's all those things. Um, They're all equal. Okay. Claire, you knew that about me. Um, But, Claire, I will say, if you like 90s music at all, the Sarah McLachlan album, Fumbling Towards Ecstasy, if you don't know it. There you go. You'll... And you're a female, so you're kind of like me. Um, Pretty much. And the way I like my taste in music usually skews toward music women like. Ah. So. Um, anyway. So I thought of this question. Oh, interesting. Off the fluff. Off, I don't off know. The, I thought. Off the cuff question. You can tell me whether you like. I don't know, because I was just. I don't know. I can I choose this. well or not to answer nope, it? Nope. You got to answer. I'm the host. Great. Chatty Maddie number four. When did you realize, uh, when did you take your parents off of a pedestal? Okay, this is deep. <laughs> I like that question. It just popped it because I've been thinking my own in that project. I thought, I think everybody's had that of when we take our parents. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's sad. Sometimes we just realize our parents are human. You know when it was? This sounds awful, mm -hmm. but I'm going to tell it anyway. My dad and I used to have these fights where we would take rolled up newspaper and we would hit each other. Oh, that doesn't hurt. And, but I'll never forget this. I hit my dad in the eye mm -hmm. for one thing and he reflexively smacked me with his hand. Didn't mean to. It was just like a, an face. impulse. And something happened then. No. Because I'd never been hit by my father. Yeah. Like, they spanked me, but it was, like, I, I, I was a shitty kid, and I was mean, <laughs> but I'd never been hit, struck. Uh-huh. Something happened then, and, like, just, just for, like, I love my parents, and, but they are, like, everyone's parents, they're flawed people. Um, I've hit people, though, that accidentally have, like, if somebody hurts you, you automatically, like. But something in me turned. Yeah. Something in me, something switched off in me, and a, tr a level of trust was broken. Mm. That's all I can say, and I can I can so source it from the moment of. Mm. Um, and I, he apologized over and over again. Oh, I'm sure he felt enough. like horrible. But um, and for my mom, um, it happened later. Because we loved our game of. Our but week, I remember loved my mother when she was complaining about my father doing something shitty that he had done, and and I said, "Well, why do you?" And I even say, "Well, why do you even stay with him? Why don't you get a divorce?" You can imagine a kid saying that, mm -hmm. which I ask my parents a lot. <laughs> so what? What kid is say? Why don't you just get divorced? You are that kid. They're still I together. Was that kid. They're still together. And my mom said, "It's just because I love him so much." And I went. You're a fucking moron. 
I didn't say that to her, but that's what I thought. And I thought to myself, See, I think that's so sweet. No, but it made her, my mother, I always thought my mother was very, very strong. Mm -hmm. And she was, and she is, she is very strong. Mm -hmm. Um, But she, she puts up with so much. Mm -hmm. And something that day, something melted away. And I love them to death. Mm -hmm. But, you know, everyone thinks their parents are gods for a while. No, yeah, definitely. Um, and uh, and I, to be to be honest, I knew it at like eight or nine that I was smarter than both my parents. <laughs> that sounds like conceited, but it's true. They, They'll tell you that they have a brainiac child. No, they will tell you that. No, they knew. They knew they were in trouble. They knew they were in trouble because I asked a thousand questions. Um, but I still respected them. I love my parents. And I love my family, um, but I know I could not live near them. Yeah, in the same house with them. You're the same. No, I yeah, I don't. I don't think uh, his mother may be listening, so he's being. Careful. No, I don't think I could. I could live with my. I could. I could live. I could. My mother could live in a guest house. I'd be happy with that. Wow, I think so. But I don't think my I mother doubt that. I don't think my mother would want to live in California because she's so conservative. I don't think she but would. You like would never move her. to another no. place. Mm-hmm. No. I'm California. No, I'm I'm here. I'm I. I mean, and you're queer. Maybe I'd live other places, but I don't know. I wouldn't live in the South. She loves living in Texas, and I don't. Uh, there's nothing Even for me Denton? in Texas anymore. No, I don't want to live in Texas. Um, I, for me, mine was the same. It was when my father cheated on my mother, and my parents got divorced. Well, that just got heavy. Seeing how they both boy fill but, that in, but seeing how they both dealt with a divorce on both sides. That's when I realized that both of my parents were human. Like just from, I mean, when you hear another parent, when you know that your other parent can't stand your other parent at that time, yeah, there's rough. that moment of going, oh, they're not kind of above things like I thought. And I, that's not negative. I think it's a good thing for us to see our parents as human, actually. Well, I think it's healthier. My parents fought in front of my brother and I a lot. So that was never something that I always thought they yeah, were Yeah, see, human. that my parents would like go in their bedroom. We would kind no, of hear, but, but we never did. really... And that never actually that never bothered me. Mm-hmm. I was never affected by that. Yeah, if anybody is comfortable with confrontation, it's you. I am. You are. Maybe that helped. That's a good life skill, though. Mm-hmm. A lot of people aren't. I'm fine with it. All right then. Well, we still got one more. <laughs> Jesus, how many? <laughs> There's what is five. It gonna be now? There's only five. What's it going to be now? There's what's, only five. What's my greatest disappointment in life? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Chat, I'm gonna do a Why do I get new questions? What, chatty Maddie number five. Oh, Jesus. What's okay, going on now? Because I feel like people always ask me this all the time. When was, and this is more of a, a think of it in a joyous way. When was the <sighs> first time you realized you were gay? Because people ask me that all the time. People do ask me that. All the time. So I'm just putting it here on the record. As I've told people before, I remember when I was in – I knew I was different. And then in the eighth grade, yeah. I saw Jerry Gardner play basketball. <laughs> they, we had a lock-in for eighth-grade graduation. And half of the kids – I went to school in Oklahoma. So half of the kids played with shirts, and the other one took their shirts off. And when Jerry Gardner took his shirt off and I saw that trickle of sweat go down his chest, I realized – It was all over. I realized, woo, this is different. It's weird because I could talk about the first time I knew I was different. We know different. 
different I knew at like five or six. Yeah. Now that but I like was actually like to men, that you wanted big dick. That I was sexually attracted to men. Um, you know who it was? Uh, um, David Hasselhoff, Knight Rider. <laughs> That's amazing. The Hoff. The Hoff made you gay. Well, like, no. He was so gorgeous in that show. I I wanted him. I remember seeing his Because that car was gay. The way the car talked. He'd be like. Hello, Michael. He'd be like, hello, Michael. Hello, Michael. Yes, whatever Mm -hmm. you say, Michael. Want to fill me up with gas in the back end? (laughs) Might as well. But no, I. He had these, like, tight jeans he was tall, and there was something about he had a little chest hair peeking out. He was, a, and there was something I just kept staring at him, and I know, and I knew I wanted to keep looking at him, and I knew I wanted to get to know people like him. Well, he I had, didn't know if it was sexual. It was or not. very gay, really, because yeah. that's I think that's why he appealed so well in Europe because he was this hyper masculine, but yeah. yet with this feminine, almost the way he dressed, and he was graceful, kind of the way he moved. It wasn't like this traditional American masculinity yeah. that we saw. It, I don't even know if I knew it was sexual. I just knew that... That you, like, loved him as a kid. I, it appealed to me so much. Like, I would love to be in the car with him. Boy, you I just can tell on your face. You'd never realize that, have you? Um, No, I... I I, I I realized it, but I'd never really talked about it. I just saw some neurons firing, everybody. Jesus. <laughs> anyway, don't even claim that you did that. Oh, what? How insulting for all your listeners. Ah, <sighs> oh, that's the show, everybody. Um, yeah, David Hasselhoff. Wow, that's a good one. Wow. Mm-hmm. No, I used and to then that Joey show. Lawrence and Blossom. Oh, for for sure, Shit, people. Joey oh. Lawrence, that's when I knew. That's when I knew. That's when I, knew. I saw a picture of him in a magazine. And, and beat I was off to like, it. Motherfucker. Yeah, I remember that. I am gay. <laughs> I remember that. How am I going to fix this? Because I am gay. Because Joey Lawrence did it for me. Did, I remember watching. Whoa. Whoa. I remember watching. That's uh, the worst whoa ever. Whenever we. I moved to, I lived in LA for like a, a, a year, and me and our old roommate, Lindsay. We totally partied with the Lawrence brothers. Oh, God. It was like. Oh, boy. That's shameless. Shameless uh, bragging, everybody. But you know what? It did make that 13-year-old boy feel like he just, he was Blossom. Even though. The sun is going to surely shine. I made a mashup of that between that and living single theme. (laughs) And you didn't realize you were gay then, everybody. (laughs) Uh, well, on that note, we are living single <laughs> in a '90s got a world. I'm glad I got my girls. What? What? Keep your head up. Keep your head up. How do I know that? <laughs> I don't know. All right, that's that the end was of the, show. the widest version of living single ever. That I got my girls. Oh, oh goodness. Keep your head up. So, as many of you know, uh, keep your heads up, everybody. If you're into television, especially Riverdale, and you like Jake and I, Jake and I do host our own podcast called TVT Time. Yes. You can listen to that on uh, wherever you listen to podcasts as well. And we recap the show Riverdale, which is coming back next week. We're very excited about it. We also have another show. We do, but that's more for our English. But if you live in Britain, we're doing a recap of the show Bromance. just watch it. No, just just listen to the podcast because we talk about dick and we are so happy about it. It is very blue. It's a blue show, but we love Bromance. Homo Empire. 
the unofficial Bromans podcast. We have too many shows. We do. We do have too many. I don't know that you talk me into this shit. <laughs> I don't know everybody, but I am done. Let's. We're, we're done with this shit. So next week we'll be on Dear Maddie. I'll I'm have another. Off my headphones. I'll have another guest. So thank you so much for listening. As you know, everybody, you can uh, listen to the podcast. Uh, we love it. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. No, but seriously, share the show. Tell a friend. Leave a review of the show. Five stars. Today and let let us know why you like your Maddie. Queens. Keep going, Queens. Whatever you want to write. You can find all things here. If you want to write a question to me, go to DearMaddieShow.com, M-A-T-T-I-E, or also Matt Mar TV. I bought that because I feel like it's easier for wow. people to remember. Well, well. Right? Matt Mar TV. Anyway, everybody, so Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you, you next week. Are you going to thank me for being on your show? You took your headphones off. I thought you were done. No, I'm still talking. Oh, well, I'd like to, I do want to thank Jake, Jake Anthony for being on the show. You can find him on the Insta and all that at Jake It or Fake It. Do you just finish it? Because I'm just going to sit here and be nice. And you can find me at The Mike Mar, everybody. So what would you like the last word of the show to be, everybody? Be nice. I love all of you. You know what? And I do, too. We'll see you next week. Bye. There you have it. Hopefully, if this Halloween you're scaring someone, you're not telling them a family member died. Please don't do that. I'm just, I appreciate your questions. Those, those were honest, and um, they, and you know, that's hard to do to put yourself out there and ask an honest question that you know might, people might perceive as different. So, um, as I always say, we're, we're laughing with you, not at you, because I know, Lord, people are laughing at me. So, I hope you enjoyed the show today. I mean, I probably don't need to say this, but I do always enjoy having Jake Anthony on. And um, I just really, this conversation even just kind of still has me thinking. So I hope it has you thinking too. Now, what else is going on in my life? Sugars. We got, uh, if you're listening um, to this show, then you probably like advice shows. And if you like advice shows, then the advice shows of all Mother Hee Haw advice shows is the Dr. Drew and Adam Corolla show, which um, is was such an inspiration to me, and I'm so excited to say that I was a guest on their show that is airing t- on Friday. It was really one of the biggest highlights of my life, and they were so kind and so gracious. I just, you know, you would think that when you're meeting like the Oprah podcasting people, you know, that they would be dicks. I mean, because when you think of podcasts, it's like Adam Carolla. Mark Marin, like those are the guys, you know, those are who started podcasting. So you just figure they're going to be assholes. And that was so not the case at all. Just the two, Dr. Drew and Adam, were just the nicest guys, so gracious. Um, I, I hope I could get to be on again. I just, I love them both so much. So that was definitely a personal highlight for me and professional highlight. So you know the drill. I always love it if you leave a review. You, know, you can go to DearMaddieShow.com. You can listen to our other podcast, TV Tea Time. And Sugars, you know I love you, and I appreciate you so much for listening. Share this show with a friend. It really means a lot. And go and do something for someone this week. All right. Bye.